Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. It's a Fastlane on 101 ESPN. And our guy, Jeremy Rutherford of the uh, Athletic, is joining us right now. He's our Blues insider. What's up, JR? Oh, not too much, boys. Just listening to the gauntlet there. I was going to say justice for Josh, but it looks like you got it corrected there. I always do the right thing, JR. Maybe not right away, but I get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, just leaving uh, Tony Twist's house. I was texting you guys. Uh, I got to tell you, a little intimidating when I first pulled in the driveway. I walk up to the garage, and he is literally spray painting a skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone who owed him he money is. for a windshield. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's spray painting a skull, and then we go in the house, and uh, Riv, I think you've been there, but he's got this, like, Cadillac of a massage chair, this nice black massage chair. And so he goes, hop in there, hop in there, big boy. So I I sit in the massage chair. I'm blocked in. My arms, my legs, everything's blocked in. And I look at him. I said, is this how you get your skull? (laughs) I can't move anywhere. So he disappears, and uh, I get a 20-minute massage, and then uh, when it's over, I I couldn't get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So I'm assuming Jr. that uh, you didn't just pay pay a visit to Twister's house. What 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 piece are you working on for the athletic? Yeah, we got a series this week at the athletic. It's a it's a fighting series. There's been a couple pieces already, and uh, I think it's a situation where uh, we're going back in time and just talking about what fighting was and, and where it's uh, gone. Obviously, not a lot of it in today's game. But what was really cool is the piece today is a lot of. George LaRock talking about his days of uh, fighting. And so I had my laptop up and the article was on the uh, laptop screen and, and Tony twist was reading the article next to me and he was reading George's comments about how, you know, he feared Tony twist and how he would get into his head and he'd be thinking about Tony twist whenever they played. And so to be a fly on the wall and watch Tony read the article, he looked up at me and he said, wow, I had no idea I had, I was in his head like that. Well, yeah, you were in his head and tried to punch through his head, Twister, at the same time. Um, I remember his first fight with George. It was in Edmonton, and George LaRock is a massive individual. Twister's a, I mean, he's a barrel chest, big arms, big legs, but he's not all that tall. And so when they lined up uh, on the ice, you know, George was quite a bit taller than, than Twister. And it didn't take long for Tony to... He'll grab that jersey, start yanking him around out there. And I've told this before, Jr. You know, I, I wrestled around with Twister one time in practice. It was like riding a bull. Honestly, <laughs> if you could hang on for eight seconds, that was a victory. 
Because he yeah, would the, yeah. he, the strength that he had when he would yank guys forward and then try to punch through the front of their face out the back of their head. <laughs> I mean, I can just imagine what that felt like. And I there's absolutely I, I, I don't doubt that George LaRock and, and many other guys were nervous when they had to play against Twister. Yeah, and it's funny how you say about uh, George LaRock being so much taller than Twister because he actually said that when they were lined up at the face-off right, Riv, he said that he kind of looked out of the corner of his eye and he said George's, George LaRock's butt was at about <laughs> Twister's eye level. <laughs> so yeah. he, was, he was like, I can't believe I'm getting ready to fight this guy. But, no, the piece should be in the Athletic on a Friday. Spent a couple days with uh, Twister. Uh, talking about when he broke into the league, he uh, he talks about he really wanted to go to college and thought he was going to go get an education, and then all of a sudden Ron Cron signs him to a contract after being drafted in the ninth round, and he finds himself uh, as a uh, NHL enforcer. Too. So he talks about life as an enforcer and what he sees in the game today. So a fun piece coming out on Friday. Well, this next guy I want to talk to you about is is not an enforcer, but not afraid to drop the mitts. Last night, Jake Neighbors endearing himself uh, quite a bit to Blues fans with the way he's been able to play this season and recently playing with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and then you know stepping up last night and throwing hands, JR. This young man's working his way into the hearts of fans, but also Craig Berube. How about that? And uh, with his mom in attendance last night, too, uh, you guys showed that on Bally's and and he said his mom, none too happy with him uh, dropping the gloves. And he takes on a pretty tough customer uh, last night in Burroughs. I, in fact, I was in the locker room today and, and talked to Jake Neighbors. He's got a little scuff on the nose, but he did a, a really good job in the fight. And I don't think that he knew uh, what type of customer he was going up against. He said he found out later from his teammates uh, who he had taken on uh, in, his, in his fighting career, talking about Burroughs. So it was a situation where he didn't know what he was getting into necessarily but really handled his own. And one thing he said, Griff, today was kind of funny, was if you watch the highlight of that fight, I was watching the Blues bench, and you look at Buchnevich, and he's kind of into the fight. He's watching every punch. Kapanen is sitting right next to him, and he's got his head down. And I said to neighbors, what was up with that? He said, actually, Kapanen came in today and said he could not watch. He said once he heard the first couple punches, he didn't want to watch somebody get their face broken. So uh, he put his head down and couldn't couldn't tune into that fight. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly it can be intimidating sometimes for sure. But I can tell you this: sometimes not knowing your opponent is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you don't hesitate. And you look at Jake Neighbors yesterday when Burroughs came up to him, you know, kind of challenged him. He turned around with the mitts off and was swinging. Whereas, had he known, you know, what the guy's resume was, he may have been a little more apprehensive at that point. Although, who was the guy that you said you didn't know was a lefty? Yeah, uh, Dan Kordick. <laughs> he played for Hershey. I was with the Worcester Ice Cats, and my nose was still looking for an apology. Dan yeah. Kordick, no, I didn't have the game notes, JR, and uh, <laughs> nobody told me he was a lefty. I don't know if it would have mattered either way, but uh, he hit me with the first punch, and. It knocked me out on my feet, and then the second punch brought me back. And, oh, uh, good, where am I? And then we had a little go-around after that. It wasn't totally embarrassing, although I felt like crap afterwards. But uh, I said, hey, boys, how about the heads up that he's a lefty next time? <laughs> you, you didn't have the answers to the test on that one. No, no. I would have tried to use them, trust me. <laughs> yeah, neighbors did a good job. And uh, the birthday boy celebrating number 21 today, and he's uh, he abides by the law. Last night when he went out to dinner with his parents after the game, 
Uh, he said that it wasn't quite 12, so it wasn't his birthday, so he couldn't partake in a Budweiser. Oh, come on. That guy after that fight last <laughs> night, he couldn't buy a beer in St. Louis if he tried. People <laughs> line up to give him birthday beers. Yeah. So, Jr. when when we look at this team now, I mean, the, the offense is certainly there. The, the defense, not so much. Hey. What do you think we're learning right now that we can apply to next year, though? I think you can read a little bit into it. I wouldn't put a lot of stock into it. You know, uh, nine, ten games left in the season, and these are kind of different type of games. But I, th- I think you can put a little stock into uh, the offense that uh, Kapanen, Verana, what the lines look like, what these guys are providing, because it gives us a glimpse of what we could see next season. I do think, you know, you get an off season, you come back to camp, things are going to be different. They might look different. Uh, but you're seeing some of the skill uh, with these guys. And, of course, the Blues putting up 18 goals in the last three games. That's That's been pretty good. You know, the defense, still a huge question mark, and that's something that's going to have to be addressed in the off season. But I think uh, what Craig Bruby said a couple weeks ago, they're going to experiment, they're going to look at things, and that's what they're doing. Speaking of which, I'm sure you guys have touched on uh, that uh, Kapanen will be in the middle tomorrow with Buchnevich and Thomas out. So here's a guy who's never really played center in his NHL career, and they're going to take a look at him tomorrow. So just getting a look at everything is basically what they're doing. JR, uh, one of the surprises for me since the deadline, it hasn't been the production of Kapanen or Verona because I think everybody knew that that was in there somewhere. You know, they were, you know, Kapanen was a really talented player, drafted high, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, all that stuff. Verona, Stanley Cup champion. We were hoping to find their form here, but not terribly surprising. But Sammy Blay, uh, I don't know if it's fair to say it's surprising, but he's tied his career output for goals in a season, and that's just since coming here, uh, coming back to the Blues. JR, what are you seeing out there when you watch Sammy Blay? Because I see a guy that has evolved. He's not just a guy running around hitting everything that moves. He is doing that still, but, man, he's creating a lot of offense. Oh, you're nailing it. Yeah, a couple things here on this riff. First of all, I think uh, Braden Shen said it best, uh, was it last night, a couple nights ago, he said that he's scoring goals both ways. He's got the skill. Some of these passes are incredible. And he's scoring net front goals, too. So he's, he's exactly what the Blues, I think, need. You, you, obviously, you want the skill, uh, but you've got to have guys going to the net. Sammy Blay's doing that right now. And in the past, we always talked about Sammy Blay and his physicality, and he's going for hits. Well, now you don't necessarily think that that's what he's doing. But, oh, by the way, at the end of the game, he's got eight hits. So it's just happening throughout the course of the game while he's contributing on offense. Rib, the one thing I'll say big picture about Sammy Blay is this. This isn't a play was stale for a couple years and you know got traded just because uh, they saw no future. Here's a situation. This guy's coming back from the knee injury, and it takes a while to come back from that ACL, and it's only been about a year, a little more than that. So I'm not saying he's turning into a top-line player and he's going to score you 40 goals in a couple of years, but I really do think with what we've seen here lately, this could be a situation where he's starting to feel a lot better after that knee and growing into a nice little role for the Blues. JR, great stuff. Looking forward to your your piece coming out this week uh, on Twister. Yeah, and I told him I was going on with Riv here, and he's, what's he up to? What's he up to? And I said, always oh, get this uh, award-winning show with Anthony Stalter. And he said, okay, so Twister says, hey, Riv. Oh, he listens all the time. He texts me all the time. Don't let him fool you. All right. I run his show. <laughs> <laughs> See you, hey, JR. Thanks, boys. See ya.